welcome to the Hazer Group podcast. Today we're talking to Jeff Ward, CEO of the Hazer Group, an innovative clean technology company developing a new way of making hydrogen with low CO2 emissions. All right, Jeff, well, welcome back. Uh, it's been a little while since we spoke, um, but you know, I, I think we're really interested to hear um, about the last six months at the Hazer Group. Um, in particular, you know, the latest updates on what's happening with the uh, CDP. All right. Well, thanks, Jai. Um, the last six months has been incredibly busy for the team. Um, and, you know, building the first, you know, working fully integrated, larger scale example of the hazy process has both been, you know, fascinating. It's what we you know, aim for as a team um, and incredibly challenging as we've now had to you know, resolve all of the sort of intricate details of how all the process modules work together yeah, of all the intricate details of how we design the reactor and the furnace um, and actually go through all the incredibly detailed sort of engineering and safety reviews to make sure that we can you know, both construct it to be safe and operate it to be safe. Um, and I sort of reflect on that because sometimes, you know, particularly as a CEO, you can roll out to sort of you know, your longer term strategy, your, your two years and three years, and you can look at all of these steps and think, yep, the team will be able to do that. And then when it comes down to it, yes, we are doing it and it's uh, you know, proceeding well, but you know, we should never forget how challenging each of these, each of these steps are. So on the CDP, um, the commercial demonstration plant, um, we've taken longer with the engineering than we anticipated. And that's because uh, in, the sort of, you know, in the exquisite detail of you know, the metallurgy, the reactor design and the furnace design, it, it's taken us um, you know, significantly longer than we thought to work through how we designed that how we ensured we could get the heat where we needed it, when we mm. needed it, while also not um, exceeding the limits of, uh, of the materials, given that we've got a combination of temperature, pressure, um, and a hydrogen environment, which is really quite unusual, um, as well as that, obviously, dealing with the moving catalyst and the moving graphite. Yeah. So where we are now is that yeah, we're starting to see the project come together on the ground. Um, we've cleared, leveled the site, put in place sort of, you know, the earthworks necessary to, to make the site ready. Um, we put down hard stand to stabilise the ground and, and allow us to sort of be ready for construction, trenching, concreting, cabling, uh, cabling ducts uh, for sort of the power connections and running the cables around the site are all in place. Um, and so we're starting to sort of physically see it happen. We've mobilised the wow. site with um, site officers, dongers, um, et cetera. So we've now taken control of the site over the last couple of months from uh, the Water Corporation, and we're working you know, with Primero, our construction partner, to, to manage that site safely. Wow. On the um, fabrication side, you know, around, the, you know, around the world, around Australia, around the world, we've got um, you know, different process modules, units, and pieces of equipment being built, and they're progressively starting to be delivered. So we're now holding in storage in Perth, ready for when it's time to sort of take them to site and bolt them into place. Uh, various you know, various units, CO2 removal units, um, various cooling units, uh, various you know, compressors, pumps, analyzers, etc. Um, and so that's sort of really exciting as all of those you know, various orders we're either seeing are being completed in factories around the world and held for a delivery um, or are actually starting to arrive. Wow. Um, our strategy will be to get as many of them here as soon as possible, given the uncertainty with freight and COVID. Yeah. Um, also, just the general uncertainty that you know, as we see this Delta variant start to come back, you know, places that had been you know, relatively less affected by COVID, you know, are starting to see the impacts, particularly China, where some of our manufacturing is happening. 
So we're going to keep a close eye on that, and that remains uh, a wild card. Um, the key, you know, some of the big key uh, equipment pieces are still being fabricated. You know, we've fabricated. Yeah, we've had the metal made. You know, it's funny to think of metal being manufactured. Yep. <laughs> but we've had the metal made, the specialty metal made um, for uh, for the reactor uh, body. Yep. Uh, and then that's now got to you know, go through forging and then come to Australia for manufacturing and fabrication. So that's a mm. key. That's the one that's at you know, most risk of delay if there's a sort of a major COVID disruption you know, mm -hmm. coming into the second half of the year, but we'll keep monitoring that. So all in all, you know, the design of the first scaled up project has been absolutely um, as challenging as we'd anticipate. Yep. There aren't any challenges we haven't uh, yet um, uh, surmounted. We haven't, there hasn't been technical you know, issues that we haven't been able to resolve. Yep. And it's now really exciting to see all the pieces starting to come together. It, it sounds like, you know, you, you had a plan and that plan is going to plan, which is always good. And I know you mentioned some delays, but again, you know, considering the environment that we've been living in for the last 12 months and, and specifically the last couple of months, um, what are some of the learnings that you've had through this process? You know, not even just um, as, a, as a process, but also, you know, being for you as a CEO, like what, what are some of the things that you've, you've been experiencing either, th you know, through just leadership, through talking to people, even keeping your team motivated? Well, it's been a pretty challenging time. I've been lucky that we've got um, a really strong team in Perth and mm. Mark Edwards, our COO, has done a terrific job with the, with the project team, you know, with, uh, with Rachel, with VTech, with Tim, with Ola, in working with the Primero team. So um, it's been terrific to see how you know, that team has worked together. Um, like any other business, you know, they've had to, you know, we've had to respond to working from home. So a lot of Zoom, a lot of Teams. Um, that's made sort of the kind of sort of you know, complex group meeting where you, you know, resolve metallurgical issues, where you resolve you know, stress analysis issues, where you resolve and exchange you know, intricate detail to make sure that when you build something, all the ends meet up correctly where they're meant to, quite challenging. Yeah. So you know, engineers on the whole, I think, are kind of good at technology. And yeah. <laughs> uh, most of these things always get confirmed by, you know, by message, by email, by drawing, you know, by sign off on data sheets. So um, I think the industry has responded really, really well. Um, I'd say that WA has been you know, one of the places where which it's been most, um, you know, most possible to keep working as normal because you know, the states obviously had so few COVID shutdowns. Mm. Such a priority has been maintained on on keeping sort of you know, engineering, construction, mining, and industry going, and so we've benefited from that. That you know, we've never we haven't had to stop construction. We haven't yeah. had to stop design. Um, What's um, what I think we uh, have learned is we've learned an awful lot actually on the technical side because this yeah. is the, the first detailed design exercise we've we've been through you know right through to the end you know from right through to the you know the full course of designing every element to the point of of, of order and construction and ensuring it works together. So you know we've uh, a really you know, in parallel to what we're doing in building the CDP. We're also working with Chiota Corporation, uh, who we've collaborated with very closely through the, the last two years. Um, you, you asked before, I guess, what have we learned in the last two years? Interestingly, mm. 
I think one of the things that's been quite beneficial is, is some of the international collaboration is where we built a really strong relationship like we had with Chioda. Yeah. We now maintain that through very regular Zoom or Teams uh, calls. Yep. And so if anything, we've been able to have more ongoing engagement uh, with our collaborators in Japan, in Chioda, than we would have beforehand because I'm not sure there would have been such a global acceptance of you know, Zoom right. and yeah, There would have been more reliance for waiting for people to travel for face-to-face meetings. Now, we're missing some elements of that. We've actually yeah, seen an acceleration in sort of you know, cross-cultural uptake of Microsoft Teams and Zoom, if you like. Yeah. If that's not the cliche. It's really interesting how there has been a an adoption of new techniques to communicate rather than overly structured, you know, coming together. And and I think that that frequency has been able to increase through a lot of different markets and cultures at the moment. Yeah, it certainly has. So we've certainly are really glad that the team's been able to stay together in Perth because mm. you know for something like collaborating on design, coordinating construction, coordinating procurement, I think it is hard to beat having people there so that questions are quick and instantaneous yeah um in terms of you know once you've learned those things you know how has it really shifted or updated your view on the facility itself or the process um and and has it or or are things kind of as you expected them to be um things are broadly as we expected them to be which is good um i think what we're we've We've had some real you know, eye-openers as we've gone through the design process and also as we've spoken more and more um, to customers. So mm. with the commitment of the CDP, with people seeing it you know, come through design into construction and fabrication, that's definitely given impetus to, um, you know, in, you know, for, to customers. You know, we've seen far more um, inquiries coming into us from you know, literally all around the world. Um, uh, and what we've also seen is that you know, the uh, maturity and sophistication of those inquiries has gone up. So people right. have now and, and we're able to respond to their inquiries, you know, with much greater you know, knowledge and detail about our process and a, and a, and a much shorter timeline to when we'll have mm. you know, a working reference site they can, you know, they can see and touch and feel or at least virtually if, um, if they're still not travelling internationally. Yeah. Um, but also we were able to sort of you know, respond to how you know, inquiries like how our process would be able to fit into another industrial process or how we'd fit into a certain market um, or um, customer opportunity much more uh, with much more sort of you know, depth and much more sort of um, rigor. What we have learned, I think, is that you know, as we've thought more about how we could configure our processes, we've gone mm-hmm. through the process of designing and saying we're going to do this, not this, for instance. And as we've had more customers come to us and saying, we were thinking about trying to do this, would that work? Mm. We've realised that there's you know, certainly probably more flexibility, you know, more nuance in how we configure the Hazer process and how we right. fit the customer needs. So you know, rather than you know, there only being one way to run the Hazer process and only one product that comes out of it, yes, yep. it's still hydrogen, but we've thought there's various different ways we can configure it, there's different ways we can power it. Um, there's different ways we could sort of you know, uh, you know, aim it to be more or less energy efficient, more or less hydrogen purity. Like yeah, people have come, you know, we've looked at opportunities where people have said, we don't need fuel cell grade hydrogen. We're, look, we're targeting um, a lower purity of hydrogen. Right. Then we say, well, okay, in that case, we can you know, take this process equipment out of it, yeah. and, you know, not be as exacting on the design of 
of certain outputs and we can configure the process differently to sort of and get you know, different energy and different emissions um, results as a result. And is that something you could only um, start to learn through this experience rather than being able to plan for that sort of thing from an engineering point of view? I think it's a question of time. You know, right. You know, you know, I guess if you, you know, in a strictly sort of theoretical sense, you know, we could have learned all of this because it's about simulations and designs. Yeah, you know, we still mm. have a plant working down there. We're still constructing. So theoretically, I guess we could have yeah, moved to all of this. I guess the point is it's not until you spend the time thinking through this that some of these sort of uh, opportunities emerge. And it's not until you've you know, been through and, and start to have those discussions with how customers want to use the process, you start to sort of you know, maybe think wider about how you could configure your projects and your process. Mm -hmm. so we're seeing, um, you know, so, you know, the CDP design has certainly already given us um, a whole lot of ideas on how we want to design the first uh, first generations of commercial operating plants. And we're targeting around about you know, two to 3,000 tonnes per annum, saying right. 2,500 tonnes per annum hydrogen capacity. This has taught us an awful lot about, you know, how we'll design those. And there's, you know, some significant changes we'd make already for the CDP design. Um, it's also, I think, you know, the last six months has shown us exactly sort of, you know, actually in a way how diverse the market opportunity out there might be, how wide right. the company might be. You know, from industrial um, applications where they're looking to, you know, uh, use it as a furnace fuel to, for heat, um, to sort of, you know, local transport hubs, to integration with, uh, you know, chemical or petrochemical mm. processes, to integration with, uh, with steel making. Um, you know, we're seeing a, uh, you know, to integration with, with gas grids. You know, we're seeing a real wide range of potential applications. And um, we're really excited about that. Yeah. The people that we're, we're having a chance to collaborate with. And, you know, from a, again, from a, a, a organizational leadership point of view, are these opportunities ones that you've discovered over the last year or are these something you've been planning for as well? And, you know, there, there might be more of them in the future. Oh, these are the, these are opportunities. They're a mix. You know, yeah. um, some of them, you know, are, are parties who approached this in the last six months. Some of them are people we've been talking to for sort of one to two years. You yeah, know, as we've been watching the technology mature, um, and you know, that's very much been sort of one of the things we've done as a company is we've been looking to build you know, credibility um, and build sort of you know, really strong foundations. You know, for that first generation of, of commercial projects, you know, regional collaborations, uh, et cetera. Um, because, you know, the kind of you know, companies that we, I think that we really need to, to work with, you know, given the, the type of market that hydrogen's entering, you know, utility, mm. heavy industry and transport, um, they're, they're, they're patient, you know, they're planning yeah. their 10, 20, 30 year transitions. Um, they're, they're not looking to sort of, you know, try something once and discard it. They mm. want you know, they have a sort of a methodology, a methodical approach mm. to, to sort of solving uh, uh, solving their sort of long-term issues. And they're typically running large asset bases with 50 yeah. lives. So, you know, they're very, uh, they're very um, willing. In fact, you know, they're, they're unwilling to race to a, uh, to a high-risk solution. They want to mm. see how this is going to develop, you know, from the CDP to first plants and then how it'll scale. And they want to understand how it fits into their 10, 20 and 30 year asset plans. Yeah. So um, 
it, it means that sort of some a number of these discussions, you know, have been going on for well over 12 months and will continue for, yeah, yeah, at least another 12 months because, you know, it's going to be a part of actually building, uh, you know, we hope, five, 10, 20 year partnerships. It's really interesting, you know, the the detail and the scale of the technology that the Hazer Group deals with is just so beyond, you know, the the fast kind of soft tech of, you know, the the digital and other worlds where, you know, it's a very different approach in, in their mind. And uh, I, I'm always interested in, in kind of the impact that something that hydrogen is going to have, but also the, the yeah, the, the patience, but the the depth of expertise that's required. And, and that's interesting because, yeah, we are, you know, so I heard someone describe us the other day as a hard technology company, and you used the word soft tech, right? Because <laughs> when you talk about technology, you know, um, in in you know in a broad brush, we could be lumped in with you know Afterpay or yeah. you know, <laughs> which are clearly a great and innovative company, not one I know a lot about. But you know, when what we're actually doing is more akin to building, you know, we're one of the companies that's working on you know the technologies needed to, to do something that's really akin to rebuilding the gas and electricity grid. Um, and so you, you suddenly switch from, you know, something which is about, you know, quick experiments, fast scale, yeah. you know, has almost no infrastructure involved in the rollout beyond, you know, um, signing up to an app and, and rolling out the app to something yeah. which, you know, took an entire nation 50 or 60 years to build as a sort of a post-war reconstruction and, yeah. and modernization project. Um, and so, that is one of the things that we're continually having to do is, is um, you know, balance, you know, our, our shareholders who are passionate about, you know, achieving results, you know, mm. for both, you know, financially, socially, environmentally. And then the realisation that, you know, for us to have credibility after the pilot plant, we needed to, to build a working larger scale example of technology, and that's the CDP. Yeah. Um, to do it at a scale that got the attention of you know the kind of uh, parties who are going to drive the, the hydrogen industry and they're sort of you know large global energy industrial companies large global utilities yeah you know, those types of companies um, then it wasn't a matter of building something that took three months you know it's a, no. a three-year project in fact you know we we really started working on this hard in in 2000 and um you know 2019 um, we'll complete the construction, you know, we hope at the end of this year at 2021, and then we'll operate, you know, through 2022 and 2023. Um, and that sort of, you know, can seem slow, but if I look at sort of, you know, comparable technologies, you know, there's, there's a plant you know, in a technology similar to ours being operated now in Nebraska, but that really started strong, you know, hard, you know, hard development work in the 90s. Wow. Yeah, um, technology, yeah, and has been through this is sort of uh, so. You know, I think the unfortunate thing is that when you're doing something uh, physical and you're doing something that involves hydrogen and natural gas and temperature, um, you know, and materials which obviously are, are hazardous, mm. um, you you do have to actually show that rear and show that you're a, a credible developer of the technology mm. because the people that we want to engage our customers are going to take the chance on owning you know a much larger version of our technology in the next three to five years you know so a plant that might be worth you know, 50 to 100 million dollars in the first generation and maybe in a larger scale worth two to 300 million dollars in the next generation mm. yeah. and you, you can't ask people or expect a credible party to to make that investment if you don't actually have the depth you know in mm. your 
in your engineering and your design and your technology development. It, it, it's really interesting, and this probably leads to, to the final question. But yeah, yeah, three years is nothing. But the 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 personal expectation we have of how quickly something should happen really really does change dramatically. And you're right, what you're saying before, like the the impact you're having on infrastructure took decades to create and you're changing it in a matter of you know years and and, that, and that's a feat that's not to be you know underestimated at all yeah and of course there's many many people involved in this transition mm. so you know we're pursuing you know a technology in the methane pyrolysis you know, and mm. you know others are pursuing technologies to improve electrolysis you know improve renewable energy others are you know, pursuing technologies to allow hydrogen and methane to be separated more efficiently or hydrogen and nitrogen you know from ammonia to be separated more efficiently you know others are pursuing technologies on how we actually use this uh, material how we reconfigure furnaces how we reconfigure turbines how we build better fuel cells how we build better you know vehicles and heating systems so you know there's there's a sort of there's literally hundreds of different efforts that are coming together to try and you know, support this transition, yeah. of which yeah, our technology is only one piece. So yeah. as well as the complexity of developing the technology, we've also got evolving regulation. You know, mm -hmm. how, do, you know, how do we um, you know, allocate carbon you know, across all parts of that chain? Because this, in the end, is what we're about, is getting rid of the carbon out of the system. You know, how do we um, how do we regulate the processes? How do we manage safety? How do we transition? And so, you know, while you know, I think we've actually made enormous progress across you know, a number of areas. You know, the industry is making progress. Um, we're making progress with the project you know, itself, which is the visible demonstration of how our technology is maturing. Uh, we're making you know, terrific progress in building. You know, a, a, a really global portfolio of people who are saying, yes, we need a solution like this and we're willing to be part of the next stage. And, and we're sort of developing those ideas and we hope to have you know, a couple of them move into feasibility study stage you know, in, the, in the near future, you know, this year or early next year. Um, and that'll be sort of, you know, we hope that the platform for building the first much larger HAZER projects that start to earn revenue for shareholders. Mm. Um, and then underneath it all, we're still continuing to develop ideas about uh, our research and development, how we can improve the process in the future, but also, you know, really good ideas about what we can do with the carbon. You know, how do we purify it so that we can find more markets for it? Um, what, you know, novel ideas uh, can we come up with to, to show how it can be used in its unpurified form? Mm -hmm. so, you know, I think we've mentioned that we see some really interesting applications emerging for it in um, water treatment. We see really interesting applications emerging for it in advanced materials, as well as the, you know, the prime you know, driver of finding a way to build it into the battery supply chain. So, you know, there's a, a great degree of, you know, you know true you know, technical innovation coming out of Andrew and his team. Um, along that uh, along those pathways as well mm. and and finally like what is what does the next six months look like for hazer group if, if there's a few things you've got as a priority well this is sort of where it's a, a little bit groundhog day yep <laughs> in that and, you know the next six months really means we we have to focus on getting the cdp finished mm. and getting it operating and doing it right and making it work yeah uh, and I, you know, appreciate that sort of that's sort of been a message that's gone out through the last, you know, three or four quarterly reports. But yep. you know, the two-year program, and we're trekking through that two-year program. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, it's really, really important we don't lose focus of that. Yeah, you know, and, yep. and that's one thing I guess I've learned over a, a long time in industry is actually how tiring projects are. Yeah, you know, it, you know, it's a bit like 
running a race. You can't sort of think, oh, yeah, now we're now on the racetrack. We know we have to run 10 more laps. That's fine. Just go off and run them. You've actually got to remember to run the 10 laps. Yep. Um, if I use an Olympic analogy, since it's Olympic week, and so it's really important that we finish it, you know, that we finish the project mm. well and capitalise on the terrific work that's been done. Yeah. We, you know, we get the construction done efficiently and safely, that you know, we commission it well, and that we, you know, we continue to resolve all the small technical problems we'll hit as we go through that. I think that the other thing in the next six months is I'm really um, positive about you know, the work we're doing on a couple of key studies, you know, mm. give us the platform for sort of taking our uh, engagement with the first customer sort of you know, cohort to the next step. So we're working on upgrading the you know the, the concept studies that we did as a you know, two years ago now. You know when we had a far uh, shallower understanding of you know what a Hazer project would look like at scale. So we're mm -hmm. really looking forward to sort of how um, those studies reaching a conclusion and starting to talk specifically to customers about mm. you know moving to the next stage and and you know hopefully being able to give some news to shareholders about where we're going to go beyond the Hazer CDP. Fantastic. Jeff, it's always wonderful to talk to you. Thank you for the update, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks very much, Joy.